You're listening to The Capital Table. Private capital markets have been evolving for many years, but never more so than in recent times. Take a seat at The Capital Table with leading experts discussing insights into the private equity and M&A world, and take away the knowledge you need to excel in a rapidly changing marketplace. We know this is one table you'll leave feeling full and satisfied. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Capital Table. I'm Steve Brady, partner and market leader of our transaction advisory practice, and excited today to have Ed Keck, who is the market leader of our cybersecurity practice, join us. So, Ed, welcome to the Capital Table. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. I uh, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to speak with everyone. Yeah, and certainly the group that Ed leads and certainly the topic that we're about to embark on for this edition is critically important in today's environment and certainly hope our audience enjoys uh, the discussion about cybersecurity. So to start with, Ed, you know, what are some of the trends you're seeing in cybersecurity right now? You know, Steve, um, just in general, we're seeing a significant uptick in ransomware uh, hacking activity, and it's really across uh, all uh, industries and across all sizes of organizations. Um, you know what what people really need to think about is uh, all information is valuable, and organizations have valuable information regardless of their size. So we're seeing a lot of a lot of activity. Uh, and even activities sponsored by nation states, right? That uh, hackers are now well funded and they have technology at their at their disposal. Um, you know, there's really three common uh, risks that organizations of all sizes take that kind of they don't they don't understand or they don't think about the fact that they're taking them. And the first one is understanding that all information is valuable. You don't have to be in a highly regulated industry or a large organization to have high value information. Uh, the second is, you know, they, they take risks by not practicing good cyber hygiene. And what I mean by that is just some of the basic things that you need to have in place, right? Uh, around strong passwords and, and monitoring your emails uh, as they come in or as they go out of your organization. And then lastly, they rely on their cyber insurance as kind of a, a security uh, net. And that's not always the case. Uh, let me tell you why. We've actually seen companies with cyber insurance, uh, first of all, their rates going up two to fourfold. Uh, and then we're also seeing where the insurer uh, requires proof of your controls rather than just a statement that you have them. And we've actually seen some of those insurance companies at the time of a breach not pay the uh, the insurance because, well, the company didn't keep their controls up to date. So the cyber insurance really isn't a, a safety net anymore the way it used to be. You can't always count on it 100% unless you're doing all the right things along the way. So those are... Those are some of the risks we see people taking, and and we're really seeing an uptick in cyber activity across all sizes and types of organizations. 
Yeah, those are fantastic points. And certainly the last one, just to emphasize that, you know, certainly we've seen in the deal world where acquirers and, and certainly a big chunk of our audience listening in fits that work, that deal world and been able to rely on cyber insurance and certainly that landscape is changing. So with that and certainly the other points also in context, Ed, you know, are you seeing any changes in cyber as it relates to transaction due diligence? We definitely are, Steve. Um, we're seeing a lot of organizations, uh, again, kind of regardless of what industry they're in uh, or size, begin to pay attention to the cyber risks uh, during a due diligence process, right? So, during a merger or an acquisition upfront, uh, organizations actually looking at uh, the the acquired entity uh, at their cyber posture. Uh, this kind of it, it kind of depends on the type of industry uh, and and or the type of organization and how large or complex the organization is. But we're seeing due diligence done upfront uh, to understand the risks associated with the acquisition or the merger, uh, but also to understand if there are weaknesses or vulnerabilities in the environment, uh, what the cost might be to bring that environment up to uh, the, the required standards, right? Because that should be factored into the transaction. It's part of the cost of acquisition. Um, you know, the type and depth of a review that's that's done, we're really seeing is based on that size, complexity, and the type of industry. A couple of examples, just really quick. Um, there's There could be an organization that uh, it's a technology organization that's being acquired. And so largely the, the value is in the technical process or the application that they, that they have that's gonna be brought to market. Um, in that case, you know, it's a it's a review of that code because the code is the true value to the organization, as well as a review of their overall cybersecurity posture uh, to make sure that there haven't been any recent breaches, that the code isn't out on the dark web somewhere being sold. Um, that's that's one example um, prior to the acquisition or the merger, the type of due diligence that's being done, and then also in regulated industries. Uh, or industries that are of high risk where there might be um, personal information uh, that's going to be brought over. Um, the privacy and security posture of those organizations is being reviewed. And you kind of take a, a, a two-step approach. You can review an organization from the inside out by looking at their controls and at their um, at their policies to make sure that they're they're being adhered to. Um, but you can also look from the outside in where you can evaluate their websites. You can do a penetration test. Uh, you can also search the dark web for any evidence of exposure. Uh, so we're seeing we're seeing that due diligence being done up front uh, so that the organization can understand where they're at uh, and what the costs might be. Uh, and we've actually seen that, you know, as as part of being tied to the financial due diligence process. Yeah, that is great when you can do that in concert. And certainly we've seen some effectiveness for 
clients and in, in working together in that regard. You know, and again, our audience, a lot of a lot of deal makers out there, Ed, and you know, give us some examples of where you've seen cyber diligence make a difference in a deal. <laughs> That's um, there's been some interesting uh, examples of that. Um, we have um, we've actually seen uh, where due diligence is done up front, where we've exposed previous breaches. Uh, that the acquired organization or the organization being acquired um, had a previous breach, and potentially some of their um, some of their trade secrets or uh, at least uh, valuable or sensitive information was out on the dark web. Uh, we've also seen evidence of current infiltration, where there was ransomware in the environment or there was malware in the environment. Uh, on an and sending sending things to hackers on an ongoing basis, uh, those things had to be remediated prior to the merger, the acquisition occurring, uh, and the acquiring company uh, certainly uh, wanted to understand what the cost of remediation was going to be. Um, but we've also seen that those same impacts impact the decision of the acquisition or the merger where they've changed the expense uh, that they were allocating for remediation or to onboard that company. Uh, we actually had uh, one organization where they changed the offer. Uh, I've seen that happen, where it made a material difference uh, because it was a technology company and the primary asset was an application that had been developed. and. We had seen that some of that code may be exposed on the on the dark web, so we see everything from potential exposures that are just risky and need to be mitigated, to situations where it's actually impacted the uh, the price of the deal or the or the trajectory of the deal or at least the expenses that the acquiring company needs to set aside. Um, but at the end of the day. They're going in eyes wide open, uh, and they're they're prepared for for the acquisition and the actual onboarding. It may it puts them in a much stronger position. Yeah, absolutely, and and unfortunately, becoming more prevalent as you point out. So you know whether our listeners, a particular listener out there, is an executive of a portfolio company. Uh, a private equity professional managing a portfolio of companies or or a business executive in their own privately held company. I mean, what are some of the things they can do to address these issues? Yeah, so first of all, uh, you know, for the various listeners that we have today, in your own organization, you want to make sure you're practicing good cyber hygiene, first of all, right? Um, and what I mean by that is cyber hygiene is some of those basic things that we should all be doing uh, or that all companies should be doing. Uh, it's kind of like practicing good personal hygiene. You brush your teeth in the morning, you comb your hair. Um, this is from a cyber perspective. You use strong passwords. You use multi-factor authentication uh, where it's appropriate or across the organization. Uh, you encrypt your, your sensitive information and your laptops or your, your computers, your end devices. 
Uh, and when you're disposing of information, you make sure that information is disposed of properly, um, that it's destroyed, so that when a laptop or a piece of equipment is recycled, people can't accidentally or inadvertently gain access to, to the information. Um, and one of the other things is just having email filtering and spam protection in place so that emails going out of your environment don't have sensitive information. You can look for that. And emails coming into your organization, uh, you're protected from spam and from ransomware and, and known things like that. So number one, do good cyber hygiene. Practice good cyber hygiene in your organization. Um, next, you know, what I would suggest is as our listeners are, are thinking about this today and they're thinking, well, you know, there's a there's a merger and acquisition or um, no matter where you are in that cycle or, or what what part of the process you you represent. You know, I would say if you're looking at um, at a transaction, make sure that you can um, integrate cyber due diligence into your financial due diligence. It can make a difference. Go into any transaction, regardless of whether you're on the buy side or the sell side, eyes wide open, knowing what, what's out there and, and what you have in front of you. you know, then I'd also say, if you're looking for someone that can give you that perspective, you wanna look at an organization from the inside out and the outside in, as I mentioned earlier. You wanna understand what they've been doing internally, their policies, their controls, kind of the culture around cyber and security and privacy. But then also from the outside in, um, you know, take a look at what's out there on the dark web, scan the environment, do a penetration test, make sure you know what, what is actually there, verify what you think you're seeing. Um, and then what I would say is not everyone is an expert in this, in this space, right? And what you want to look for and what you want to be aware of is those organizations that can provide you with the ability to remediate any of the risks that are identified or potentially provide you with managed services for your cyber environment so that it's all kept up to date and that hygiene just kind of falls into place. You don't have to worry about it. Those are some of the things that people can be doing today. Yeah, that's just, I mean, the whole topic, fascinating Ed, and certainly a great overview of cybersecurity and what our listeners need to be thinking about is whether they're doing a deal or or operating a company or trying to grow their portfolio companies. Uh, really appreciate your time today, and, I, and I'm sure we'll be diving deeper into some of these issues in future episodes. But any final thoughts from your standpoint? You know, just Steve, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, everybody, just keep it top of mind and. And you know, thank you for the opportunity, and and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Great, Ed. Thanks so much, and to our audience, thanks for listening in, and we look forward to our next discussion on the Capital Table. Thank you. You've been listening to the Capital Table. For more information, please visit withem.com. Thank you for listening.